Hello, everybody. This is Talking Sports with Evan. I am your host, Evan Witalis, and I want to thank you all for watching the live stream here tonight and for listening to the podcast later on. Um, talking a couple things here today, I'm going to be talking some Milwaukee Brewers and why you might want to tap the brakes a little bit right now on The Sky is Falling. I know the Brewers are not playing good football at the mo- I mean, good baseball at the moment. Sorry, I got football in the brain. I know the Brewers are not playing good baseball at the moment, but, you know, you still got to relax, still got to chill. The Brewers are in the playoffs, they're still going to win the division. Um, I'm going to kind of talk a little bit about that and why you just need to, you know, relax a little bit. Um, Talk about the Cardinals, and I do have concern about the Cardinals, and as a Brewer fan, the Cardinals have tended to break the the Brewers' hearts over and over again. Um, 82 World Series. Yes, I know it was before I was born, but the 82 World Series, for example, um, the 2011 uh, NLCS, and yeah, so the Cardinals tend to break the Brewers' hearts, and they always seem to get red hot at the most inconvenient time for the Brewers, and that's kind of what the Cardinals are doing right now, hence on why the Brewers' magic number to clinch the division is still three. Also going to talk uh, about the Packers and the Lions. Packers get a big win over Detroit on uh, Monday Night Football. Going to talk and discuss that win with you all um, as well. So, um, you know, 35-17 victory over Detroit. Talk about what stood out to me, both good and bad, and a couple of concerns that I do have. Moving forward with the Packers, I do have a couple of concerns, and it's, uh, you know, I'm a little worried about a certain some a few things. And going to kind of talk to about, you know, Matt LaFleur commented that him and Joe Barry had a conversation at halftime um, regarding, you know, either send pressure or put more people in coverage because rushing with four is not going to work. So let's figure something out. Um, so a lot of people basically complaining and talking about how um, that shows why Joe Barry was not the right kip call for the job. I am not a huge Joe Barry fan. Wasn't a big fan of Joe Barry getting the job when he did. However, he is a defensive coordinator now, and we have to figure out, the Packers have to figure out a way to win with his scheme and the personnel that the Packers do have. I'm going to talk, too, about why that is not really a big deal. Um, The head coach commenting, um, the the head coach commenting on the, the, what the, defensive coordinator is doing, especially when it's an offensive-minded head coach. That's what I kept seeing as well. So, hope you do enjoy the show. Um, I'll get to, you know, Ken, your comments soon uh, about the O-line and the defense. Um, Actually, I think I'm going to start with that. Um, As much as this probably is hard to believe, the Packers' offensive line has been playing pretty good. Um, Rodgers got sacked twice in the game against uh, Detroit. But both sacks were on him. Um, one, he rolled right into, into the rush and took a sack. Um, nothing was open downfield, and he went left when he should have tried to scramble to the right. And the other one, he hung onto the ball way too long, and Newman 
um, Newman's man got the pressure on Rodgers and brought him down on their second drive. Overall, the offensive line has been playing really well. Um, Elton Jenkins has shown that he is a really good left tackle. Um, he has done extremely well at that position. John Runyon on Sunday um, played very high le- level of football. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Lucas Patrick's job is pretty much going to be not his anymore. I think Patrick shifts to the the swing inside guy position where you back up either guard or uh, center. I think that's where Lucas Patrick is going to be. Josh Myers has done pretty. Josh Myers has done pretty good job at center. He's one of the higher rated interior offensive linemen thus far through two games. Newman has had a lot of growing pains. Um, a lot of growing pains, but you still see something there with uh, Rice Newman. He is a guy who's going to grind you, and uh, his run blocking right now better than the pass blocking, but the pass blocking will come along as he gets reps and Billy Turner is what he is. He's nothing special. Um, he does his job and does it at a pretty okay level. Um, ideally he would be inside a guard, but with the way the Packers are right now with the offensive line, um, he needs to be, um, he needs to be playing more, um, inside, but the way the Packers offensive line is, he can't. Um, they do have options once David Bakhtiari comes back. They can either keep, uh, they could put Bakhtiari back at left tackle, which they obviously do, and kick out uh, Jenkins to right tackle, or just kick Jenkins back in the guard and play with Turner at right tackle. That's a lot of things the Packers can do there. I don't know what they should do. Um, I think Turner is very serviceable at tackle. He, I would just prefer something different. Uh, maybe Dennis Kelly um, could get some looks at right tackle if uh, if Turner does struggle. But I, I think overall the Packers' offensive line is playing extremely well, especially, um, you know, you're having some growing pains from the young guys. But uh, the center, Mays, Mayers from Ohio State, has just been outstanding. Against Detroit... They ran at about a 3.9 yards per carry pop, which is nothing to write home about, but it was just enough um, to keep Detroit having to um, to keep Detroit having to respect it. And when you have Aaron Jones, who had 17 carries for 67 yards, and Dylan five for 18, when you run the ball even at that pop, you're forcing the defense to have to respect the running game. And that's where you can start seeing teams come out of that too high shell, which both the Saints and Detroit has done a lot to Green Bay um, these first couple weeks. Packers were able to throw on it a little bit better in week two, mainly because the Lions were not able to get the pressure with four, and coverage downfield wasn't very good either. Um, Packers did leave a lot of points on the field. Rodgers overthrew... MVS twice and underthrew him once and all three times likely would have went for a touchdown. Um, but, you know, Rodgers is still getting his downfield stuff going um, with but how open MVS was on two of those. If he's able to get that going, um, it's going to be um, 
It's going to be great for Green Bay and their offense. So, biggest difference offensively between week one and week two. So, week one, week two, Saints and the Lions both play that cover two, uh, that uh, two high safety shell. Um, <coughs> kind of the man underneath, but two high safeties and try to eliminate the big play. The difference is in week two... The Packers ran the ball with Aaron Jones 17 times and A.J. Dillon five times. That's the biggest difference. Against the Saints, they wouldn't run the ball. I think they got into a hole and they didn't, you know, they just kept trying to, uh, you know, pass their way out of the hole and try to take shots down the field. You know, I, I mentioned last week's show that there was a lot of bad habit Aaron Rodgers that I saw in week one, where he was looking down the field first before looking underneath. And when your team's playing too high safety, you got to look underneath first, then look out, then look deep. And you got to, he did a better job in the uh, against Detroit. And that's what happened with the, the big catch by Devontae Adams. I think on the opening drive of the second half, I think it was third and 12, he looked to safety inside a little bit. MVS opened up Adams on the outside, and Rodgers put the ball perfectly in Devontae Adams' hands. The Packers played the cover two shell with two deep safeties much better in week two in regards to get the ball in Aaron Jones' hands, uh, running the ball, dump offs, anything. And especially the tight end screen they ran both on their opening drive and then later in the second half, were things of beauty. Like, it was absolutely a gorgeous play by Matt LaFleur. It was perfect. Rodgers looks at Jones first coming out of the backfield. The defense shifts that way. And then uh, Robert Tanyan acts like he's blocking the defensive end first and then sits right behind, you know, lets him go, sits there. Rodgers hits them first down. Those were plays of utter beauty, and I it, it's a play that I love seeing, and it's something I wish they would have done against the Saints as well. Defensively, some things to be desired. Um, the first drive of the game, and, you know, we, we want to point our finger at Kevin King. Um, Kevin King gave up a deep pass to Quentin Cephas. Uh, uh, Cephas. He was involved in the first touchdown of the game. I personally put it more on Stokes. LaFleur kind of stated that uh, King should have stayed with his man. But ultimately, you had three guys go for one guy. So it wasn't just King. Three guys on that play didn't know what to do, apparently. Communication got better in the second half in regards to guys being where they needed to be, which was good to see. But it's hard just to point the finger at Kevin King these first two weeks of the season and say it's only him because there's no pass rush. There is literally no pass rush right now at all. That's concerning. Um, the Packers against the Lions, for some reason, we're trying to do two deep safeties all the time where you're playing the linebackers essentially 10 yards off and you're inviting teams to run where Detroit was trying to run the ball on them a little bit. And... Uh, the uh, Packers struggled to stop the run. And then when Detroit was passing the ball, the Packers couldn't get a pass rush. And they, they tried to rush four and play coverage, and it wasn't working. And that's where LaFleur 
apparently going in the locker room at halftime, um, you know, Barry says it was still on the field, was told, you know, basically they had a conversation. This isn't working. We need to either send pressure or play coverage, basically is what he was saying. And they, they, they sent a little bit more pressure on golf, uh, Jared Goff, a little more, some more blitzes, some more stunts, some more uh, other things to get pressure on Jared Goff, who has shown time and time again, he does not play to pressure really well. You get pressure on him, you rush him, you make him have to hurry through his reads, he struggles, he makes bad throws, hence his interception to Campbell, who Campbell had a much better week two than he did week one. Defensively, they played better in the second half. Um, they shut out the they shut out the uh, the Lions in the second half, and they played a lot better, which is things to look forward to going into San Francisco. But there are still a few things going into San Francisco defensively that concern me. And I think the one thing the one thing separating the Packers from being a bona fide Super Bowl contender contending team and a team that could go to the Super Bowl is that pass rush. Because Alexander, great in coverage. Stokes is looking really good. Um, after the first couple drives of the game, Kevin King settled in, playing more slot, um, playing more inside. The thing that's going to hold the team back is the pass rush. What does Tampa Bay do really well? Get pressure on the quarterback. They did it in, uh, in, in Green Bay in the championship game last year. What do the Saints do good against the Packers in week one? They got pressure on Rodgers and forced him a couple times to have to rush through his reads. Um, what do the Chiefs do good last year and two years ago? Get pressure on the quarterback. What does San Francisco do really well? Get pressure on the quarterback. Now, they didn't with the Eagles this past week, but they still uh, etched out a win. But the Packers need to figure out the pass rush. And I don't think it's as simple as a Darius Smith coming back and things are fixed. I think it's deeper than that. Because you look at who they, you know, you look at their defensive line. You got Kenny Clark, who is one of the more better interior defensive linemen in the NFL. But outside of Kenny Clark, you got Tyler Lancaster, who's supposed to, his strength is supposed to be stuffing the run, but he's blown two, three, four yards off the ball every play. Dean Lowry, who looked to be an ascending pass rusher when the Packers paid him, completely non-existent, and he's out there dancing with guys, and in the run game, he's two, three yards off the ball. Uh, Kiki, who showed flashes getting a a few sacks last year, um, has been non-existent through the first two weeks. And Slayton, who's a rookie, and you don't want to put too much on a rookie, especially you know, where he was drafted, Slayton has been not really that good either in the minutes he's, uh, the snaps that he's played. The defensive line for the Packers need to be better. And I've been banging this drum for years. I've been harping on this for years that they need to become an attacking defensive line. They got to be the unit that's going to punch you in the mouth. The Packers right now are finesse up front. They want to try to, you know, bully you with their size, and you know you can take the uh, the game to them. The Packers need to go back to what they did in 2010, and that was attack the line of scrimmage. They had uh, Pickett, B.J. Raji, um, Cullen Jenkins, Howard Green, 
Um, those were guys that attacked the line of scrimmage. And then you had Clay Matthews rushing from the outside, and the Packers had a great defense. The thing that's been struggling in Green Bay as of late is the defensive line has not been up to par. You don't have enough, and I know you run a lot of two-man fronts and three-man fronts, but it's just not good enough. And Kenny Clark's going to get double-teamed. Kenny Clark's going to get triple-teamed until guys up front like Lancaster, Lowry, Slayton, um, uh, Kiki, until those guys start stepping up, the Packers are going to struggle to get the, get a consistent pass rush and going to struggle to stop, stop the run. There's a couple plays that Campbell and uh, uh, Chris Barnes has guys in their face practically at the snap of the football. That's not... That's not that's not okay. You know, and maybe the Packers need to give Heffin more uh, more of a shot. And I don't know why they haven't. He made the team as an undrafted guy, having a great training camp, great preseason. But for some reason, they don't play him. He's been inactive the last two games. Is Slayton and Kiki and Lancaster and Lowry uh, proving to be that much better than him in practice? And is that why he hasn't got any in-game reps? Honestly, I think San Francisco is the perfect place to play him because San Francisco, everything is about the run game. Everything is built off the run game. And if San Francisco can use the run game to get you in second and third and short, they're opening up their playbook and they're able to attack down the field at will and play action, bootleg, looking for Kittle, looking for the slot guys. San Francisco is going to dictate the pace. Now, if you can force them into second and long, third and long, you're kind of handcuffing um, their playbook a little bit. And that's what the Chiefs in the second half against San Francisco did. They forced San Francisco to play more uh, second and third and long. And the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. And I guess the perfect time to flash forward to Sunday night football against the 49ers. You know, the 49ers offense is similar to Green Bay. They're a team that does a lot of pre-snap motion, pre-snap movement, uh, play action, bootlegs, everything is based off the run action. And they they try to stress the defense by having to focus on multiple things instead of just, oh, it's third and six, they're likely going to pass the ball. Well, wait, they can run here too. It's trying to put stress on the defense. And the Packers defensive line has to play much better against the very good offensive line of the 49ers if the Packers want a shot. Um, I think both the offensive line and defensive line is going to determine if the Packers win or if they lose against San Francisco. That's why I think San Francisco is going to get the win. I think the line play up front with the 49ers is just too good. Um, I know Bosa didn't do much uh, against the Eagles. But you got Jenkins on a bad ankle. He may not play. I don't know who your left tackle is as Jenkins doesn't play. Um, I just think there's too many factors that are going to hurt the Packers in trying to get this W on Sunday night against the 49ers. I don't think it's going to be the embarrassment that it was um, two years ago on Sunday night football. (coughs) And then again in the NFC Championship game. I don't think it's going to be quite that embarrassing, but I think the 49ers are going to end up getting the win. I think it's going to be a tight game, but I just think 
line play is going to be a big factor, and I think it's going to handcuff Green Bay. I think the offensive line play is going to handcuff Green Bay. The inability to move the football effectively against a more physical uh, front, I think that's going to be the Achilles heel for Green Bay, and that's why, unfortunately, I think San Francisco is going to get the win. The key is simple. Play better up front, but you can only do so much with the personnel that you have. So... Moving on, I do want to talk a little bit of baseball before I move, uh, move uh, before I end the show. Um, I will eventually get to two shows a week, but officiating football games and other work stuff that, that's popping up, it's hard to do right now, two shows. But the Brewers right now are struggling. Um, since September, so since September 1st, they beat the Giants 5-2. to two. They lost to the Giants 5-1. to one. Lost to the Cardinals 15-4. Beat the Cardinals 4-0. Beat the Cardinals 6-5. Lost to the Phillies 12-0. Beat the Phillies 10-0. Beat the Phillies 4-3. Beat the Indians 10-3. Beat the Indians 3-0. Beat the Indians 11-1. But recently, lost 1-0 against the Tigers. 4-1 against the Tigers. Beat the Cubs 8-5. 6-4. Lost to the Cubs 6-4. And just got swept by the Cardinals. 5-2, 2-1, 10-2, 8-5. And today's a game where they had a 5 nothing lead after the second inning, and they were not able to hold the lead, and they lost. Something that they is very uncharacteristic of Milwaukee. Devin Williams, unfortunately, not available. Maybe he comes in in the seventh and pitches that game when it's a tied game, and you go into the bottom of the eighth tied instead of down, uh, down two runs or three runs, um, whatever it was. They had three runs. Who knows what happens? But Brad Boxberger right now is struggling. Um, and it seems to be his MO. September comes and he struggles to um, pitch. And his last seven starts, he's been awful. I don't know if you can trust Brad Boxberger in high leverage situations right now. I don't know if you can trust Jake Cousins in high leverage situations right now. I don't know who those guys are right now. Ashby showed showed to be a young pitcher today, um, having a rough eighth inning. It, it's just hard because you got Williams who's dealing with a calf and Josh Hader, uh, your your eight and nine guys. But who do you trust after the starters right now? Um, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know who to trust right now. I think the Brewers are going to be fine. Um, you have a three game set against the Mets coming up, and then another. Uh, three-game sets against the Cardinals on the road, which the Brewers, for some reason, are playing better on the road than they are at home this year. Then you end with a three-game set against the Dodgers. Um, I think division-wise, the Brewers are fine. Um, The the magic number is still three. The Cardinals are not going to catch them for the division. That's just not going to happen. But you need to... You need to get yourself hot again going into the postseason. And the Packers ran it, I mean, the uh, Packers. The Brewers ran into a, a juggernaut, red hot St. Louis Cardinals team right now. And that's what we saw. The Cardinals are playing very good baseball right now. And it showed. And everything Craig Council did, there were the right moves. Go with the pinch hitter after, you know, after. Uh, you know, instead of Hauser, because you want to build on that lead a little bit, it's five to one. Let's make it six to one. Let's make it seven to one. Whatever. 
It didn't work out. <clears throat> you go to Cousins in that situation numerous times this year. It works out. It just didn't work out. You go to Brad Boxberger in that situation. It just didn't work out. So it's not like Council's making the wrong moves. I, and I know for some reason people still dislike Council, even though he's shown time and time again that he's one of the top managers in baseball. But Council is making smart moves. It's just not working out. And that's what they need to figure out. The bats have gone silent again. Um, the starting pitching still doing, excuse me, the starting pitching still going well, aside from Brett Anderson yesterday, who really only gave up two earned runs. Uh, he should have been out of the inning, but he wasn't. But I think the Brewers can still figure it out. Unfortunately, I think, I think the Cardinals right now are in such a groove. I don't see anybody beating them. Between you know, I, yeah, they might lose another you know a game or two um, between now and the end of the season. Um, I don't think they're going to sweep out the Cubs and the Brewers, and I want to say the Cubs again. They could. I don't think the Cardinals win out, but I just have a hard time with how hot the Cardinals are playing right now. I have a very hard time seeing them lose in the playoffs. I, I it's going to be very hard for them to lose. They're likely getting the Dodgers in the wild card game, likely an Adam Wainwright start, who has had a great season aside from today. Um, they're getting pitchers healthy at the right time. Uh, Flaherty is scheduled to start tomorrow for the Dodgers. Uh, I mean, for, for the uh, the Cardinals against the the, uh, the Cubs, he's scheduled to start in one of those doubleheader games. Um, they have Miakis, uh Mikolas, he's healthy again. Um, if Flaherty stays healthy, um, this Cardinal team can cause a lot of damage in the playoffs, a la the Washington uh, Nationals from two, excuse me, from two years ago. And unfortunately, as a Brewer fan, that's what I think is going to happen. I think the Cardinals are going to ride this hot streak um, into the postseason. Goldschmidt's playing well. Arlenado's playing well. The bullpen's playing better. And like I said, they're getting healthy in their starting rotation at the right time, and they're going to be a tough team to beat come the playoffs. And unfortunately, I think the Cardinals are going to make the World Series and probably win it. That could change in a week because um, against the Cubs, the Cardinals can always fall flat on their face and look bad. And then they play the Brewers after that, and maybe the Brewers smack them around a little bit in St. Louis. I don't know, maybe. But right now, I I look at the Cardinals as the team that's most likely to um, get to the World Series at this point. Uh, Brewers definitely have the starting pitching to do it, um, but their bullpen is getting shaky again. Their offense has disappeared again, and they have to get it together over the course of this last week and three games of the season. So with that said, thank you for those that watched. Thank you for those that commented. Uh, you know, Kent, thank you for your, your your comments. And, yes, I agree. I worry about the defense. I don't think benching King is the answer, um, but I just think you play King less. I think you play King more inside. I think you play him a little bit less because you're going to have growing pains with Stokes too. So, But with that, I appreciate it. You can follow me on Twitter at Evan with Sports. You can follow me on uh 
on on Facebook, Talking Sports with Evan. And until next week when I recap the Packers and 49ers, hopefully a Packer win, and hopefully I get to uh, (laughs) recap a division title uh, win for the Milwaukee Brewers over the weekend. But either way, I'll get back at you next week. And thank you so much for watching and or listening to uh, Talking Sports with Evan. Have a good one.